This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You can find me at the shooting range practicing busting gaps. Want a vocal booth in this nudio, busting raps. With some gold on my body, off my body, off colors rossy, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the tailgate. Kieran and I were going to do an actual episode today, but we have a mystery on our hands. Kieran, you should ask me how you're doing, but this is taking up my entire mind right now. Uh, so I was looking up because I saw something that Presbyterian College, the uh, where Ren Hefley threw for ten touchdowns earlier in the year, uh, they beat St Andrews eighty four to forty three, beat University of Fort Lauderdale sixty eight to three, but then lost to Campbell seventy two to nothing. That's not even the craziest thing about this story. Uh, Kieran and I were digging into this a bit to look up the University of Fort Lauderdale a bit because I was looking up what UFTL was on ESPN's website. Uh, they are a Division One FCS program. Okay, they are. They have baseball, basketball, football, soccer, tennis, track and field. They list tennis twice on Wikipedia for the men's teams. And then women's basketball, cheerleading, flag football, soccer, softball, tennis, track and field, volleyball. Uh, according to Wikipedia, they have 162 students. And if you Google University of Fort Lauderdale uh, enrollment, they say they have 46. So... Uh, Kiernan, I think this might be just a Bishop Sycamore situation, honestly. Very much so, yeah. It, it, every- it is the sketchiest looking like strip mall university you've ever seen in your life. It is the funny, go look up, go Google UFTL you know, campus or whatever it is, and it, it is just a strip mall. It is hilarious. And every time you go, because if you go to the Wikipedia page, it has a link citing where it got the 162 students from. If you click that link, it takes you to the, their quick facts page on the athletics department site. But then a pop-up immediately comes up and you can't exit out of it because it redirects you. What What is going on? What? It's, it's, it's the college version of Bishop Sycamore. I was thinking the same thing. It's terrifying. Uh, let's see if I can do this quickly. I didn't do it quick enough. I'm trying to exit out of the pop-up and then stop it from loading more. (laughs) But unfortunately, they have the X all the way on the other side, so you have to go across the screen to get it. And, uh, yeah, this is terrifying. Uh, Has anyone ever gone here noteworthy? No idea. Uh, let's just go to their, I don't think so. It, it looks like a fake school. It does. It really does. It was founded in 1995. You can get a doctorate from the university of Fort Lauderdale with 162 students. It is what ridiculous. is it? And there's still D one, which blows my mind. Yeah. How does that even make sense? How do they even like it? it sta- like you said earlier, it's, it states it has, uh, baseball, men's basketball, women's basketball, cheerleading football, women's flag football, men's soccer, men's track and field, women's track and field. With And according to this, I'm looking at the quick facts. Did you say 162 or 192? Because I see 192 on their website. But even still, how do you even have enough people to, to you know, host all of these teams? Like football alone takes up, okay, let, let's just say they have the minimum required which is like 44, right? So both 
They play both sides of the ball, blah, 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 blah. Cheerleading has to be all four of them. Women's basketball and basketball is at least five people. Baseball is nine. I mean, you're pretty much up to 192 by just getting to baseball. How does that even make unless these people are three sport athletes? Like I was gonna say these might be like forget Alabama, forget Ohio State, forget Penn State. Like these students are the greatest athletes to ever grace college athletics. Seriously. The fact that they, they can play two at once. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the exception and Jameis Winston when they played baseball and football, but like, you know, uh, th- these guys are just unreal. Three, four sport athletes. Damn. Nuts. Apparently also Chris Chambers, former pro bowl wide receiver is their head coach. That is, this is just getting funnier and funnier. <laughs> And also, their all their other positions though are to be announced. And again, it's poppy. It's giving me this pop up that's de- redirecting me, so I can't even learn about this team. If you go to the site directly, um, you, you can find it. it. It didn't give me the pop up. I, I, it just might be a lost cause. Yeah, it's still giving mm-hmm. me the pop up. I, right, I seriously think this is a shadow organization. Um, I'm going to email Chris Chambers and get him on the podcast. Please do. Yeah, I, I can I can see their whole roster here, or at least the uh, at least the football one. And they have a UFTL or a .edu website, right? So uh, just go teams football roster. I really, I'm going to look them up on 247. I really hope they're just filled with five stars. <laughs> 247 doesn't even have like a link to that. 247. Uh, where's the search button? Uh, staff director. So yeah, so Chris Chambers' website is or email is like the yeah they're not even on 247 what what is going Kieran have we uncovered the greatest collegiate scandal since Aunt Becky paid for kids to go to school <laughs> I hope so because it'd be really funny if we did How, we gotta, if, we gotta if we, some, like we gotta do some digging like off off uh off the podcast recording to, to like this is change. all I'm going to do the rest of the week now. This is, this is Kevin's singular objective. I'm going to have like the strings of yarn on my wall pointing to Chris oh, Chambers, like, the Miami Dolphins. It, it's just going to be a mess. Like, uh, oh, what's that character's name from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Charlie. Charlie, that's right. And I knock on her door and I say, Carol! Carol, I gotta talk to you about Pepe! And when I open the door, what do I find? There's not a goddamn desk in that office there is no carol in hr matt half the employees in this building have been made up this office is a goddamn ghost town wisconsin's involved because that's where chris chambers went so this is just one big conspiracy this just keeps getting deeper and deeper chris chambers is their head coach slash offensive coordinator Okay, for a second, I didn't think they had a defensive coordinator, but he's just listed after the defensive line coach, which makes no sense, by the way, in terms of position, alphabetically and in terms of importance of the position. Why is defensive line ahead of defensive coordinator? They're doing their best, Kevin, all right? What is this school? I'm just, uh, look out, guys. Next week, we might just have Chris Chambers on because I need to know. I need to know more. And Kieran, I think if we find out this is a real school, I think that needs to be our podcast team. Like that needs to be the team as a podcast we root for. Absolutely. All right. I'm glad we're on the same board. So Kieran, after we've made that mystery 10 times more intriguing, uh, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Got a good win under our, under uh, Penn state's belt this weekend. We'll, we'll get into that later, but, uh, Oh man, it, it felt sweet. It felt sweet. I vastly underestimated the teams our teams win against this weekend. 
Oh yeah, so did I. I mean, I'm. I th- I think I'm. I think we both did below five hundred again this week, right? In our picks. Uh, let me check because I have the spreadsheet right here. Um, we both got the Alabama game wrong. We both said Bama would cover, but we did guess the over, and the over did hit. That's fair. Uh, you got the Penn State game right. You said Penn State would cover and the under. Oh, and it was, what was it? Six and a half, right? They won by eight. It was five, okay. at least oh, by five. our metric. By yeah, oh, it okay. might have changed, but when we recorded. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It was, I think, I think I I'm just going to go over when we record, by the way, I'm not going to go. Well, we said they would cover based off of this line, but it changed. So really it, they didn't. That's ridiculous. Uh, we got, we shot 25%. Oof, that's low. Because I said Penn State would cover also, but I predicted the over. Uh, but we said ASU would cover. BYU won outright. And we both said Coastal would cover, but Buffalo only lost by three. So, so yeah. So, we are, we're not good at this whole picking games thing. No, we should, we should maybe reconsider how we do this. <laughs> well, we... We talked about it this week, and um, we're just going to pick scores now. We're going to predict scores and just use that, though, to decide the cover over under whatever, because that's easier Fair for me, at least, to figure out how we did, because I can go, oh, there's a score, or there's our predicted score, blah, blah, blah. But I think we need to switch it up a little more, Kiernan. Oh, yeah? I think we should do the picking now. Before we do our like breaking news headlines, AP poll stuff. All right, that sounds good to me. Okay, uh, we're just gonna go left to right. Uh, the group of five game, the former rattlesnake pick. So we're gonna go right to left. Actually, the former rattlesnake pick. Rest in peace, uh, rattlesnake. He's moved on to the Big Twelve. Uh, Marshall versus App State. Uh, it is in Kid Brewer Stadium, which is in App State, Thursday this week at 7.30. Uh, Marshall is 2-1 and one on the year, 1-2 one and two against the spread. App State is 2-1 two, the same or two and one and 2-1 two and one against the spread. School or spread is App, App State minus 7. Jeez, UFTL is just sitting rent-free in my head right now. I can't talk. <laughs> App State is minus 7. And the over underline is sixty. Kaden, what Ooh. is your score prediction? Uh, my score prediction is I'm going to go App State thirty one, Marshall twenty three. Yeah, I think that's good. It's going to under. It's going to. It's going to be the under. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go App State forty five. Ooh, Marshall. 14. Oh, wow. Jesus. But you still think the under is going to hit as well? Yes. Well, see, initially I was going to say App State 45, Marshall 15, but I hate even lines. And I swear to God, the score ends up being, you know what? 45 14. That's my score prediction. The un- over under isn't going to hit either way. It's going to be 60 on the nose. Because <laughs> I know if I, if I did 45 14, Marshall will get a two-point conversion. Yeah, or they would miss yeah. an extra point and then get a safety. Yeah. If I because I did 45-15, now it's going to be 45-16 or 45-14. That's just how the world works. Yeah, so so he's betting against himself. <laughs> yes, For pretty much. I'm who, who don't know. I'm going to fall on the sword on this one for all the betters out there who are betting the over or the under and not a push. Like I'm falling on the sword for you guys. I'll make some people very happy with that. I'll make others very unhappy with that, depending on if the over or under hits. But I'm generally wrong, so we're just going to go with that. Now let's move into Power 5 stuff. Okay. Uh, number 24, Usula versus Stanford. Uh, Usula is 2-1 and one and 2-1 and one against spread, so is Stanford. Uh, it's in Stanford at 6. Uh, also, quick note of Stanford. It's really stupid that they're the Stanford Cardinal. Because it's named after the color, not the bird. <laughs> I think that's so stupid. 
It's ridiculous. Uh, Usla is minus four, and the over-under is 58.5. I am going to go. I think I think Stanford's going to win this one. Um, uh, well, maybe not. Because I, I don't know. Is, is you know After losing to Fresno State by three, UCLA should win. Maybe. I mean, they had a really hot start, and I don't know if they cooled off or Fresno State is just unrealistically good. Um, but Stanford beat up on uh, USC earlier in the year, so I think I'm going to give the edge to Stanford given that it's at home for them. Um, and I think the final score is going to be uh, 30, 35-31 Stanford. 35-31? Mm-hmm. I keep track of these things for bragging rights at the end of the year to see who's That's smarter. Uh, oh, you know, you, Kevin. Come on. Oh, I don't know. Uh, we <laughs> are, neither of us are doing very well. <laughs> it's going to be a shootout for the lowest score like golf. <laughs> true. Yeah, I, I do think Fresno State's a really weird case here because we don't know how good they are, the team that beat UCLA is. They blew out Connecticut. They lost by seven to Oregon, who would then go on to beat Ohio State the next week uh, or a couple weeks later. Uh, They beat up on Cal Polytechnic, and then they beat UCLA by three. So I have no idea how good Fresno is. So I don't know how bad that, how good or bad of a loss that is. Right. There's, there's, you can't, you can't like equate it to. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications you know, anything really at this point, it's, it's just more like in limbo. I think once they, I think if Fresno state like wins out the rest of their games, we're going to know how good they actually were this season. True. I'm going to go, you know what? I think they say, you know, in a rivalry game, throw everything out the window. So I'm not going to read too much in the Stanford's beating of USC and Chase and Clay Helton out of town. We're seeing a different Chip Kelly now. He's running a different kind of offense. He finally seemed to have it figured out. I'm going to put my faith in the chipster here. Nice. nice. UCLA pick. 40, Stanford 32. I decided I was going 30, 32, 33. I, I wasn't sure. So UCLA 40, Stanford 32 is my guess. Now, we have the SEC matchup of the week. Number seven, Texas A&M versus number 16, Arkansas. Uh, <laughs> A&M is 3-0, 2-1 against the spread. Arkansas is 3-0 and 3-0 against the spread. This one is in Jerry World in Dallas, kicking off at 3.30 Eastern time. Uh, Texas A&M is a 5.5-point favorite with the over-under line sitting at 47.5. Give me. Texas with the upset, or excuse me, Jesus, no, it's in Texas. Give me Arkansas with the upset of Texas. Uh, A&M. Okay, Texas A&M, whatever. You, they're not in the SEC yet. I don't have to make that distinction. That's fair. I, I just want to be clear because Arkansas I, already beat Texas this year. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. What I meant to say, listeners, is Arkansas, as Kevin likes to say, uh, will beat 
will upset Texas A&M, uh, and it'll be close too. It'll, uh, well, no, yeah, it'll be close. It'll be 28, uh, 25. Okay. I, I think Arkansas might be legit this year. I I'm also surprised you have not yet said anything about me saying Usula every week, by the way. Oh, I, I honestly, the, the Arkansas, what did you say? Arkansas, right? Yes, I think Arkansas. that's more of a, I, I, I hear so many people say Usula or Usula or whatever. I, I don't even care. I just, I okay. just noticed that the Arkansas, Arkansas, I don't know. You know why Arkansas and Kansas are pronounced differently, Kieran? Why? Arkansas is a French word for a Native American tribe that was found there. Kansas is an English word for a Native American tribe in Kansas. Hmm. So that's yeah. why they're pronounced differently. There's Absolutely. your fun fact of the day. You learn something new every day, guys. But it, I think I Ar- didn't think this podcast would be the place, but it was. <laughs> You're learning about UFTL, Native American tribes in America. Yes. Oh, it's just a weird time to be alive. Uh, <laughs> I do think Arkansas is legit this year. I I know there's going to be some hiccups in Texas, but I think Arkansas is good. I think for the first time in a while, they're not a bad team. Yeah. However, SEC East or SEC West, excuse me, matchup directions are hard. <laughs> I think they will give AM a scare. They're going to scare AM a little bit. But I still think AM is going to pull it out in a close one. I have AM 31, Arkansas 28. Oh. Geez, I really need them to not score a touchdown or a field goal at some point so I can take the bragging rights off that one from you. That's true. I mean, we both said Arkansas will get 28, so. Well, there you go. So, so Arkansas? Arkansas. 28 points. Arkansas, you need 28 points this week. We don't care who we score. I need 31. (laughs) We don't care if you win or lose. You just need 28 points. I think I'm just going to pronounce every team name wrong for these for this section. Whenever we do games every week, Notre, Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Uh, no, so we're going to pronounce this one Notre Dame because that's not how you pronounce that word. Those words versus Wisco. Uh, Notre Dame is three and zero, one and two against the spread. Wisco is one and one in one and one against the spread. That's a bad time for your first for your bye week. Yeah, seriously, that's a rough bye week at the beginning of the season. That's you normally you want uh, you normally you want your your guys to like get into gear by the third game. Yeah, and you, I would want the bye towards the end, like right before a rivalry game or right yeah. before like two games before the conference championship kind of because I know like yeah they don't really do the bye but Alabama will do like the bye Halloween weekend then like LSU a bad FCS team and then Auburn. I think that makes the most sense, but I, I don't know. Wisco's doing its own thing. Uh, it's at Soldier Field in Chicago at noon. Wisco's minus six and a half with the over under at forty six point five. This is going to be a, a game where the Wisconsin defense will will show its teeth. Um, you know. Uh, uh, Notre Dame has scored you know, close to 30 points every game and scored 41 in the first game. Uh, but they, I don't think they have the, the defense necessary to win this game. Whereas Wisconsin can hold Wisconsin will be able to hold uh, Notre Dame. I mean, we like Penn state only beat them by six. And I think that was because of two field goals if I remember correctly. So, I, I mean, it's it's a – Big Ten is known for their defenses, and Wisco is no slouches when it comes to that. That So, I, I think it's it's going to be Wisco. It's going to be like, uh, you know, 25-16 Wisco. Okay. Um, I just have to look up the FBS independence records real quick because uh, because they're Google's not telling me – because Google's telling me that Notre Dame is the third best in terms of record uh, independent team. Yeah, they are lower in the standings than Army and Liberty. The standings don't matter for independence, but right. 
Really? They're lower Still. in the shinies than army? Yeah, I mean, oh, maybe army. Army, maybe army. army scored 133 points. That's 33 more than Notre Dame has all year. And points against, oh, wow. they've allowed uh, 24 fewer points or 14 fewer points. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's also, That's Liberty's a wagon. I don't know who they've played, but they've only allowed 37 points. Wow. Damn. No wonder No wonder Notre Dame is third. Who have they played? Uh, they played Campbell, Troy, and Old Dominion. Okay. So, respectable two, wins. Two, like, G5 FCS opponents. Yeah. Not terrible. So, I mean, not bad, but – and then – yeah. If Army's page wants to load, let's see. Army, I know Army played Connecticut, so we're not going to count that game because that's yeah. No, that was a that was that was like a that's Connecticut. Point. Yeah, uh, Georgia State and Western Kentucky is not a bad school when it right. comes to football. But but see, so yeah. So Notre Dame's the third independent. Uh, for Christ's sake, Notre Dame needed overtime to beat Florida State by three, and they beat Toledo by three. They only beat Purdue by 14, I think. Yeah. Uh, you're Notre Dame. Figure it out. It's not going to be this week. Wisco 42, Notre Dame 14. Wow. Big, bigger gap than I did. Jeez. Oh, Notre, Wisco's going to, they're firing, they're pissed. They lost to Penn State at home. They're going to come in there guns blazing. Neutral site game. Give me Wisco. All Fair day. enough. Fair enough. Yep. So there were our picks. It's very weird to keep recording after that because I'm like, all right, there's our picks. We're done for the night. <laughs> but as Karen said, we had to switch it up. I have way too many University of Fort Lauderdale tabs, tabs open right now. Uh, where's where is it? Where's the A people? All right, now we're going to talk about the A people. Now that I found the tab, uh, we're going to go bottom to top. This week. Uh, also, Wyoming got a vote. Uh, where's Let's Army? Wyoming. Where's Army? Did they not get votes this week? I guess they didn't. What? They got a vote last week, and then they won. Handedly against UConn. Why did they not get at least one vote this week? I'm, I'm pissed. Even Louis the AP poll hates the troops. <laughs> Stated right now. That's absurd. Texas got 22 votes and you couldn't give Army one. You gave Louisville a vote. Whoever gave Louisville a vote, just give it to Army. Jeez. All right. 25, Kansas State. 24, Usula. 23, Auburn. 22, Fresno State. 21, North Carolina. And 20, Michigan State. I mean, I wish Auburn fell more because they only were in the top 25 because they beat up on shit teams. Right. But they did only lose by eight during a whiteout game against a ranked Penn State team that's now top 10. So I kind of get why they didn't drop too far. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I was was actually hoping that you'd have like a bigger rant about that. But, you know, what you said actually is, is, is fair to... Fair to Auburn, but but we we do need to make a quick note about that whiteout game. Uh, so I was there, and uh, I have you know all credit to the Auburn fans because they travel well. There was a there was a lot of Auburn fans there, like way more than you'd see for even even like a a Wisconsin game. I mean, th- they came out in in droves, but the the one the one thing that uh, we saw today and that I, I uh, shared with Kevin was that there was one Alabama fan in one of the, like, you know, the first couple rows at about the 50 yard line wearing Alabama legends are made here t-shirt in, in the only reason he was there was purely to spite Auburn in their loss. That was the only reason he was there. <laughs> It was I mean, absolutely legendary. Th- there was another. There's probably another reason he was there. Well, what is it? He heard whiteout and saw people dressed in all white, and he's like, "Oh, clan rally, I'm going." <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yes, I'm, I'm joking. I have met some very lovely people from Alabama. It's a wonderful state if you're white. Um, so <laughs> nothing again. I love Alabama. Uh, it's my second home after spending four years there. But but no, it was great. He was probably celebrating just as hard as all the Penn State fans. Yeah, just watching Auburn lose. Uh, I do have a theory about that game, though. What? While we pull away from the AP poll real quick. That last throw by Bo Nix. It's fourth in whatever. You need to score to have a chance to go to overtime. What do you do in that situation? Uh, I have an, an idea. You don't throw a fade at Penn State's best defensive back. That would Just be the most advisable option. And I don't know if that's Harson's play calling or if that's Bo Nix deciding I want to go for the win in emphatic fashion. I want the story to go along with it. I want something for my kids to be proud of when I talk to them again. Like that's the only reason I think of why he decided that was the best throw. Either that or Bo Nix just can't read a defense, which is also very plausible. Yeah. But but yeah, back to the A people. Uh, Michigan at 19. Wisco at 18. Coastal at 17. Arkansas at 16. And BYU at 15. I don't have too big of an issue with this. Like, I don't... If Wisconsin's at 18 going to the bye, I don't think they should have dropped lower. Uh, coastal dropping. I mean, they barely beat Buffalo. They should probably drop a spot for that. Uh, other than BYU beat a ranked opponent. So do you have any issues with that list? I really don't. I think that's, that's a perfectly fine list. I think, uh, I think Michigan state is a, is a bit of a surprise coming in at three and Oh, uh, you know, they weren't ranked before this and they, 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 um, Oh, I'm trying to even remember who they faced last week. That's Miami. A million teams. Miami. That's right. And they beat up on them. Like I, you know, I watched the highlights. That was a significant, that was a significant win. So well done, Michigan State. Kudos to you. But other than that, I mean, other than the surprise of, of uh Michigan State there, I, I really don't I really don't have any issues with the, the last yeah, 15. I, I do think Michigan State moving up from unranked to 20 after beating up on a clearly not good Miami team that was overranked going into the year. Uh, it, it might be a little bit too high of a jump, but it, it, there are worse things in the world. Yeah. Uh, and then Iowa State at 14, Ole Miss at 13, Notre Dame at 12, Florida at 11, and Ohio State at 10. I Ohio State at ten, fine. Uh, Florida staying pat eleven. I'm okay with. I know they were at home, but they lost to the number one team in the country off of a failed two point conversion. Right, and 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 like uh, you tweeted out earlier this or right after the game, uh, it's like I know we won, but we lost today. <laughs> Alabama fans are. It's a it's a win in the column and the statistics but it's, it's a loss in your hearts the worst thing is I, I have to tweet stuff like that from the actual account to show that i'm that this is not a very biased podcast like we will fairly mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. 
Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tret Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Uh, report on things and talk about things, but, oh, I agreed with that tweet so much. Yeah. I mean, it, it, no, I mean, that, that, that would be anybody's reaction, I think, is, is that Alabama lost that game. Not actually, but mentally or however you want to, uh, whatever adjective you want to slam in front of that. They, they lost that game to Florida. Yeah, and uh, I have thoughts on that. I'll give after we finish the AP poll. Uh, but also, Ole Miss at 13. I have Matt Corral winning the Heisman right now. I know he's probably the odds-on favorite anyway, so that's not a hot take, but dude's electric. I love what Lane's doing down there in Oxford. It, it, it's it's shaping up to be a really fun SEC conference this year. Yeah, it is. And Ole Miss is going to hang 90 on Alabama, so I'm probably not going to be as high on Matt Corral after that game. But for now... <laughs> Until that game comes, which I think is like is for next week in two weeks. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, Southern Miss this weekend. Yeah, I knew that. It was in two weeks. Southern Miss this weekend. Uh, Mississippi is coming to Tuscaloosa uh, October 2nd. Also, fun fact, when Ole Miss beat Alabama in 2015, that was my first game I went to. So that was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Number nine, Clemson. Number eight, Cincinnati. Number seven, Texas A&M. Number six, Penn State. And then we'll just do the top five later. Uh, some, Clemson has to break eventually, right? What do you mean? They have to have that bad loss that watches them drop like a rock to the bottom of the pole. Because DJ Ugalele is not your answer at quarterback. He has not looked great. He's not very mobile. He makes bad throws and the offensive line is also terrible. So I'm not, or not terrible, but for Clemson standards, it is terrible. So I'm not putting all the blame on ukulele, but they have to have one of these bad losses. Like they beat Georgia tech by eight this week. And they dropped three spots because of it, but it, I, I think this is the beginning of their drop, not the end. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, They do. They do not look good in, any aspect of their game. I mean, Georgia Tech is, is no powerhouse by any stretch of the imagination, but I mean, and by the way, it was only six points. It was 14-8 Clemson. Oh, okay. I thought uh, it was 14-6 for some reason. Yeah. yeah. No, no, you're good. Even but, worse. Or, yeah. Even worse. Can you imagine that? Just And you just look at this team and you're like, yeah, they're winning. I mean, they, they lost the game against Georgia, but that's okay. That's like, that's almost... Losing to Georgia is almost okay in that, what was it? It was like 10-3 loss or whatever it was. Um, like, that's that's okay. But only beating Georgia Tech by six, like any other year in the past five, ten years, the score would have been 60-3. to three. It wouldn't have even been close. So, like, either either it's – Either it's the offensive line that's not protecting him at all, or it's just uh, DJ not making throws, or or just not having the the wherewithal to to get it downfield. Yeah, and I mean, I would also be a little concerned as a Georgia fan that they only beat them by seven. Right now, you're looking at it the opposite direction. You're like, oh, Georgia's not that good. <laughs> but also, yeah. I mean, the defense was phenomenal. Oh yeah, for Georgia was, in that game, it yeah. it didn't matter who they were playing; it, they would have shut them down offensively. But yeah, only scoring ten points is not not looking good for Georgia right now. No, but at the same time, they have put up huge numbers in the in the last two games. Like yes, yeah, it, the first game out, it was the it was the start of the season, yada yada yada. But then they blew out the next that, two games they had. That's true. I'm not trying to undersell Georgia, but I, I'm just thinking about it from that one game alone. Luckily for Clemson, no one else in the ACC is ranked right now that they're playing this year. Right. Their only out-of-conference game is Connecticut. So they could go undefeated the rest of the way, but I swear to God, if they sneak into the top five again, I will drive to wherever the AP poll is and protest. (laughs) 
Where are the AP offices? The Associated Press locations. Global facilities. All right. New York or Washington, D.C. So if if Clemson seeks the top five, I'm going to New York or D.C. and protesting outside the offices. And nobody would blame you. That'd be ridiculous. Uh, but back to the rest of the poll. Uh, Cincinnati, it looked close to Nebraska. They pulled away at the end. No problem. A&M at staying pat at seven. No problem. Uh, Penn State, I feel like they should be five. but I I see. I want to agree with you. But I, I kind of almost like them at six under Iowa. Not because, like, it gives us, you know, motivation to move up past them or whatever, but purely to because Iowa has been doing such a good job this year. Like, I, I think Iowa is incredibly strong all over the place. Their offense is good. Their defense is, is holding teams. Uh, so I, I almost – I can't wait – for the uh, Penn State Iowa game in like two or three weeks to see who who really deserves the the top five spot type deal and, and you know provided they stay where they are, um, so I, it'll be it'll be interesting to see who 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 gets the uh, who gets the last word. Oh, I, I also I misspoke. I I meant to say or I did not misspeak, but I was just wrong. Uh, Cincinnati played Indiana last weekend which is getting into my next point. I don't think Iowa should have dropped. I think Oklahoma should not be in the top five. Yeah, because they only beat. Who did they beat? Um, they Week one, beat Tulane by five. They should have dropped from three or where the hell they were then, further yeah. down. Uh, they beat up on Western Carolina, 76 nothing. Great. You beat Western Carolina, clap for you. And then they beat unranked Nebraska by seven. And Nebraska isn't looking good this year at all. No, and they still won, yes, but it's unranked Nebraska. You should be by, winning by more than seven. So I, so that's my thing. I think Oklahoma should have fallen more, which is a spoiler. But And then Iowa at number five, Oklahoma at four, Oregon at three, Georgia at two, and Alabama at one. No complaints for me outside of my rant about Oklahoma. I just went on. Yeah, I'm good with I'm good with all those as well. And, and Oklahoma, I, I understand your your uh, your concern about uh, about them as a as a program only doing so well. Yeah, you win, and but you're not winning by much. That's my unbiased opinion. My biased opinion is I'd much rather see Oklahoma at four than Iowa come college football playoff time. Yeah. I I think Alabama will beat either, but it's better for my heart if it's Oklahoma because that game will be uh, a lot less close. So there's our reaction to the AP poll. Uh, my takeaways from the Alabama game this weekend that I said that I had, there's a lot of questions about is it – B.O.B., uh, Bill O'Brien, did he take his foot off the gas? Is that why it was such a close game? Does Pete Golding, is it to blame? Is Pete Golding to blame? Excuse me. A lot of people are saying it's Bill O'Brien. It's Pete Golding. Third and nine? Or, well, what was it? It was like third and 19, actually, I believe. I don't know. I tweeted about it. I tweeted so much this weekend. Uh, but it was third and 19. Pete Golding decides, you know what? We don't need a middle linebacker covering the middle of the field. <laughs> Who needs that in a close game? Uh, every team in the country needs that, Pete. I want Nick Saban to call him in his office, which Nick Saban will never do because he doesn't fire coordinators really ever, or midseason especially. I need him to pull his best 45th president impression and be like, hey, Pete. You're fired. But that that's it. I mean, the defense didn't play great even outside of play calling, but yeah, yeah they're... There needs to be a change uh, at the defense coordinator position for Alabama. It's terrible. Do you, do you think if if he's left in place that it will? I don't want to. Will, will it be the detriment to where you lose, 
or the detriment to just where the games come too close for comfort? Uh, frankly, I think it might result in a loss this year. Last year, it was the same issue early on, but our offense was so explosive, it didn't matter. Right. Like, right. Florida was the only team that could keep up with us, and we won by six, I think, in the SEC championship game. Uh, games will be too close, so it, it'll be bad for my heart. But it, I think we will lose to Ole Miss. And it might get better because like last year after the Ole Miss game, the defensive play calling got a lot better. But eventually it's going to get to a point where and it might have reached that point already where the offense can't keep up with how right. many points the defense is allowing. I don't know if it'll be Ole Miss. I think their defense is a lot better than last year, but I am concerned that the offense – might not be able to keep up with Ole Miss's offense if the defense sucks. Because, frankly, I don't know if we can get a stop against Ole Miss right now. And even if and even if you could, it would only be a single, you know, a single drive or something like that. That yeah, would make the difference in the game. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't want a man to lose his job. Or especially halfway through the year, but it reaches a point you got to do something. Right, right, right. You can only do, you can only do so much in a in a year if, if it's if it's going down that if it's going down that quickly that something needs to be done. I I might put up the fire peach shirts again because <laughs> man, oh those were that was not fun. I almost I went out to dinner for my grandmother's birthday and I was outside the place while we were waiting for a table watching the game because I had no cell service. After Florida converted a third and long because no one was covering the middle, I almost chucked my phone across the parking lot. It was that bad. And I I frankly don't see anything really fixing it as the season goes on. Uh guys, you can try cycling out rotation, but a third and nineteen or third and nine, third and long, whatever it was, given up. Like that, it's just, it's not necessarily, it's not personnel. That's play call. Unless a middle linebacker really messed up and didn't do what they were supposed to do. But that comes down to coaching again. Sorry. So really just your basic point is that it all comes down to, all comes down to the defensive coordinator and his ability yeah, and to. Nick Saban's known for his defense. So I, he can't be happy with this. Actually, it would be. He probably just doesn't want to put a guy on the bread line who's probably never going to get another defensive coordinator job except for some really bad school that'll pay him seven twenty-five an hour. Maybe, maybe our new friends at uh, University of Fort Lauderdale will pay him that. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, Katie, you're right. We will bring this up with Chris Chambers when he comes on about trying to coax Pete Golding away from the University of Alabama. See, we're all, we're connecting it to the beginning of the show. That's that just shows you good podcasting right there. Be- beautiful. Kira, is there anything you want to get off your chest about the Penn State game, or are you just happy? Are you not a psychopath like me? I let me tell you, I was stressed the entire game. I want my heart was jumping out of my chest. It was awful, and and you and I are very similar when it comes to like games it's like it's not it's not a win unless it's a 30 point differential right now i know penn state can't do that week in and week out like alabama can and has done in the past but i and especially with auburn right especially with auburn because like they were we needed to beat auburn because you know it's, it's the first time in sec school has come in a good few years, I think. Um, yeah, I think four or five years, maybe. Um, I don't quote me on that, but it's been a good long while. And you know, Auburn is not a bad team, right? That they, they they're yeah, they're not Alabama, but they're an SEC school, so like they're good. They're you know they're good in comparison to the rest of the country. So having having Penn State beat them and beat them by a score or two, which is technically they would have needed a, a two point conversion at the end of there to uh, secure the secure at least overtime. Uh, I think it was, it was 
it was so much fun, but man, was I stressed. I swear to God, I took three years off my life that game. <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. The, there's just... I just can't handle... I can't handle... And, like, you know, people who would listen to this podcast hopefully are like us, where they just... They see a game, and they're, you know, their favorite team or whatever, whomever it may be, is just... It's too close for comfort. You need, like, two, three touchdowns to be safe, you know, quote-unquote safe. Uh, and even then, you know, things can happen in, in the game where where it just gets out of hand. The other thing uh, I did want to note was that uh, the Beaver Stadium has a seating capacity, a rated seating capacity of 107,000 people. Now that makes it, uh, I think, the third or fourth largest stadium in the world. Um, and in that stadium that night, we put 109,958 people in that stadium. Now, a good few of them were Auburn fans, granted, but that was that was only only a top ten. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, capacity crowd. So we've actually had higher capacity crowds. I think one year... Uh, it was against Ohio State. There was a hundred and twelve thousand. Uh, again, don't fully quote me on that, but it was a ton of people, and it is so much fun to be in that packed stadium. Football's back, baby. You know, quote unquote, no more Corona. There still is, but you know, it back at full capacity. Fans cheering. It's it's a loud, loud atmosphere. You can barely hear it, hear your own thoughts. It's so loud, but um, man, was it was it was it a needed win for Penn State? And it was a good, it was a good overall win. I think, you know, barring a few a few choice calls by the referees on either side that could have gone either way. The targeting call against Auburn, I thought, was maybe a little unfair. Uh, did use his shoulder first, but you know, I'm not a referee. I, I can't determine those things. Um, and there, there might have been a, a holding call or a pass interference call. Of, you know, the, the calls that everybody argues. But overall, it was a fun game. I, I was going to talk about something to get us a little less mad or annoyed about our teams. But officiating was bad this weekend. Yeah, it really was. There's a lot of calls that were just going, I'm watching it. And I'm watching the same thing you are. So... Like, uh, Ohio State was playing Tulsa, and the Tulsa receiver caught the ball, and it was like it was basically a 50-50 ball to the ground because the Ohio State defender came in immediately. The Ohio State defender rolls over with the ball, and they gave the catch to Tulsa. Uh, it, that was a dumb call. Uh, there were some calls in the Alabama-Florida game that I don't really remember because I was just too stressed. The worst call of the weekend, though, Mississippi State was playing Memphis. Uh, Mississippi State punts the ball. They were losing by four already, but they there was a chance they could have come back with time and stuff. But Mississippi State punts the ball. Uh, it's about to go in the end zone. Mississippi State defender or return man comes in, hits it out, doesn't go in the end zone. And then another Mississippi State player comes in, dives on the ball, grabs with his hand, downs it. Ref throws the marker, waves his hand. Memphis defender or Memphis return guy comes in, Scoops it up, returns it for a touchdown. They let it happen. They're like, that's a touchdown. They, they can review yeah. touchdowns, don't they? Like, they review everyone. It stood. How, how does that make sense? I have no idea. And I didn't look up the final score of this game, but the only reason I know why it stood is because the SEC came out and were like, yeah, no, we, we messed up that call. Speaking of officiating mistakes, a mistake happened in the Penn State uh, Auburn game where the uh, line judge with the um, oh my god, what do you call those things? 
the the down markers yeah um flipped it to three instead of two so penn state ran two plays right and they brought up third down i think it was you know third and six but the the the, the guy doing the the line marker had it flipped it too far and it was third down and franklin's freaking you know james franklin's freaking out he goes that was that was three plays you know that was two plays we've only ran two plays what do you mean we have to punt and instead of instead of you know all of the officiating crew knowing it's second down they just let the third down happen and we had to punt on essentially our third down and i was like i was i was sitting in the stands i go surely we have one more down like that we just got a first down surely there's there's there has to be more and 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 i was like did i miss a play did i turn away was i not looking and it turns out that it was a huge officiating mistake. I'm like, guys, what the hell is going on? That's not a mistake you make. Yeah, like, I, I agree with you on the targeting thing with Auburn. I saw that play. It, it's That's a very tight called targeting rule, ruling. Right. Like, I don't think it should have been called targeting. The rest saw something differently. That's a more subjective call. Right. It, targeting should not be a subjective call, but there are stuff like that where it, it can, subjectiveness can't come into it. The punt thing and then the wrong down thing, they're not subjective. That is night and day. The rule says this, or just pay attention to your fucking job. Yeah. And and like as far as I'm concerned, the refs have the the they they have their little whistles and they do the down markers by lining it with their uh their uh knuckles. Like they go, you know, first down, second down, third down, and then fourth, right? And yeah. Nobody caught the fact that there was only two downs. Like nobody, nobody bothered to check. This it was bonkers, bonkers. This was, like, was such a bad weekend for officiating. Let let let's hope that this is just a once off and everybody was having a crap week. But I hope, like, just for the entirety of college football, this doesn't. This weekend just doesn't happen again. Uh were they yeah the big 10 and the sec need to call their refs because for some reason it was sec refs when it was at memphis or mississippi state but sec and big 10 need to call their all of their officials and say figure it out these are egregious mistakes i think they should be suspended for a game for stupid mistakes like that such bad calls and then the big 12 the acc and the pac-12 need to call all their officials and be like hey Thanks for not messing up so bad that we are making national headlines for our officiating. Yeah. But uh, don't please do don't make, this. Yeah, please don't this make us apologize. apologize. So, please don't make us apologize. You know, publicly. Yeah, it's just so bad. And and, and I, I feel bad for the, the that Auburn defender um, with the targeting call because he, he I don't know if you saw the tweet he posted after he goes what am I supposed to do let him score and I thought that was pretty funny like but also that's fair yeah no he's got a point but it's also hilarious at the same time going yes I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not make that play again is essentially what he's saying he's like I am 100% committed to tackling him uh, they need to reassess targeting in college football yeah honestly I, it's I think it's just so annoying because there are plays where it it's kind of they need to do like what they used to do for um oh what was it? It wasn't holding. There used to be a face mask. They used to do in the NFL face mask, it's 15 yards, incidental, where it just kind of grazes it and you happen to like tug it a little bit. That's a five yard penalty. They need to do something like that with targeting. Like, yeah, right. you led with the crown of your helmet or you hit a defenseless receiver in the head. That's a 15-yard penalty, and you're out of the game. Or, you know, you're diving, he's diving, your heads collide. Like, yes, it's targeting, so we're going to make it a 15-yard penalty, but you're not out of the game. Right, right. I think that, that Something be- like that, I, I don't know if that's a way to do it because that then brings more subjectiveness into it. Right, because you're, you're having need- to judge each play. But they need to have a conversation about what to do with targeting. Yeah, it's it's gotten out of hand. Like, I, I understand you're trying to protect, you know, you're trying to protect guys' heads and things like that. But guess what? It's already happened. So, like, there's nothing you can do to, to prevent that, you know, that that head-on-head collision or whatever it is, the blind side and all that jazz. It, it, it's just, it's not, 
it's not a feasible way to discern what is a tackle and what isn't. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I've hated targeting for a while now. I understand protecting people's heads and making sure these kids are tackling correctly and not injuring each other, injuring themselves. Because leading with the crown of your helmet will also injure yourself just as much as it injures another guy, so they're trying to get that out of the game. But they need to do something else about it because it's gotten out of hand. Yeah, yeah, it really has. So, Kenan, do you want to hear something kind of funny now so we're not all sad about officiating and mad about targeting. Yeah, let's do something fun. So, Ohio, uh, not Ohio State. Oklahoma State fans apparently traveled in droves to Boise this past weekend. And Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State's head coach, said he loved it and was talking about how to improve the atmosphere in their stadium against Kansas State this upcoming weekend. His quote, maybe we need to reduce the beer prices so not so many go out at halftime and drink. Maybe we need to get people to buy it in here to keep them going. Mike Gundy, I love you. That's a great idea. 4,000 IQ plays. Zero flaws with that logic. It's incredible. Are you kidding me? Also, as they get drunker, they will get rowdier, and the home field advantage will only get better. That is if everyone stays, though. Because people go home. They go home after the game. They get an Uber after the game. You want to get the beer so cheap. I need a 10 cent beer and disco night, disco hate night, like baseball did at one point. <laughs> Except those are two different events. You put them together, you sell beer five cents for the first half, get everyone nice and hammered. You have the rowdiest stadium in the country. Everyone's too drunk to leave the stadium. Oh, it'd be beautiful. <laughs> that would be. Be perfect. I, I need it. Unfortunately, Penn State. I don't. I think the Big Ten doesn't allow it as a uh, as a Al- general rule. Alabama doesn't, but I think the SEC does, or just the SEC doesn't allow it at all. Gotcha. So I mean, I get why they don't, but disappointing. I get why they don't, but it also kind of sucks as a fan. Yeah, <laughs> I get fan not wanting it. to sell it in the student section. Right, right, right. But general admission, why not? Yeah. But, uh, Kieran, do you have anything else for this week? Yes, uh, I do. Um, Speaking back to uh, attendance, uh, you know, Oklahoma traveling well, Auburn traveling well, Penn State with a top 10 crowd. Um, Ohio State didn't do that. No, they had the lowest attendance since uh, their game against, uh, I think it was Tulsa in 1971. So good job, Ohio State. You're trash. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of get it's Tulsa, but also that's not a good look after they just lost to Oregon. Yeah, right. That's a terrible and look. It is a terrible look, and I, you know, Penn State is not. I should say this: Penn State is not. Uh, you know, uh, what, what's the? They're they're guilty of this too, is what I'm trying to say. They're guilty of this too because there was um, it was a game two or three years ago where we played. Uh, Minnesota and we lost and it kind of it pretty much sealed our fate for in terms of the Big Ten championship the next game against uh, uh, Minnesota or you know uh, yeah somebody like that Minnesota it was a nobody was there and I was like guys this is not you know I even had my brother with me you know I was bringing him down to Penn State for the first time he's never seen the Beaver Stadium I was hoping it was be rowdy and pumped up and it looked deflated and I was like damn, this is not what I wanted to show you. And it, and it sucks because like, you know, for the people that go there to enjoy that atmosphere and to like, you know, hear, you know, my brother, for example, he hears about it all the time from me uh, to get there and just have a completely flat crowd just sucks the life out of you. It sucks the life out of the, the, the game as well as the players. Like the players want to, you know, the, especially the home team, they want to hear the, 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 the masses roaring at you to you know be better or to great pass or whatever you know like penn state let them know this weekend that you know, they were doing a good job or at least good enough um but it just it's brutal it's brutal yeah I, I, in alabama like it's a big thing it's amongst alabama fans like we like no one goes to these games 
the people that do go, the old fans are like, you need to sit down and be quiet. You can't get loud for some reason. So I get it. it this is not exclusively an Ohio State problem. Oh, God, no. But it is not a great look after losing to Oregon. No, it is not. My dad knows I'm recording, and he's like FaceTiming me. Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's all we have for this week. This week's episode is brought to you by Yeats Sunglasses. Head over to yeatsofficial.com. Promo code TAILGATE for 10% off your order. Get some great shades. I got back from vacation to two lovely new pairs here. I got the Hollywoods and something else, and they are electric. I love them. Also, I had a... It's ironic that you got those before or after your vacation. (laughs) Well, see, I had two pairs already. Oh, I see. But this was like... This was the third attempt of my dog, Saban, to eat them. And I have a $300 pair of sunglasses made out of titanium. I'm not going to say the brand. Uh, Yeah, Saban got through those in about 15 minutes once. Uh, The Yeats made it through two or three thrashings from Saban. So, and that was right before I left for vacation. And then I ordered two new pairs and they are staying atop my dresser. But hey, if two or if they can get through two or three beatings by my dog, they're pretty good sunglasses. So again, yeatsofficial.com, promo code tailgate. I cannot say enough great things about this company. They're great. They've treated me well. And I love them. They come in a nice little box. They have carrying cases. Uh, stickers come with it. It's great. So thank you. Uh, catch us next week. Uh, we might be working on some new stuff, by the way. Uh, Kieran might not be along for the ride as much. He will be on the regular podcast. We might, we might be going to two weeks sometime. So uh, keep your eyes open for that. And have a good night. Well, you about to be? I said, follow me, follow me, follow me, bitch, room 223. You got to pay me, you'll pay me no attention. That's how I be when you're born and raised in the V, Northern Cali, Silicon Valley. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 